Hello and welcome everybody to Flicker Effect, episode 381. We are recording and broadcasting live on Monday, October 11th, 2021. I'm David Lott. Joining me, as always, is Bobby Jackson. Hey, how's it going? And Michelle Hillard. Hello, everyone. Hi. Good Monday, guys. How's it going? Happy Uh, Monday. This week. Good Monday. Happy Indigenous Peoples Day. It is. That's true. It is that day. It is. It is that day. A day I still had to go to work. So <laughs> I barely <laughs> noticed. Same. Same. Yeah. Everybody but our postman. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did still try to check the mail today and then I was like, oh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I did it too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week, we are going to basically talk about one thing. We're going to talk about No Time to Die. Uh, it's going to be a spoiler review. So this is your warning right now. Um, we're going to talk about spoilers for No Time to Die, the most recent Bond film. Uh, this is your chance to dip out if you haven't seen the movie yet and uh, come back and check this out at another time uh, once you see it. Uh, all two hours and, what, 42 minutes of it or something like that? That's yeah, a long one. Um, so... Uh, you know, I'm going to get this conversation started, I guess. I, I talked to the bowl. It, it chose me to get this conversation started as much. I think that's like the second one in a row. The bowl, the bowl chooses. I, believe bowl so. chooses. I think it is. Shang-Chi, I had to go first as well. Thanks, bowl. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> so no time to die. I always have to remind myself that we're just going to talk spoilers. So I don't have to bother doing a spoiler free thought on this. Um, first I'll say backtrack. Uh, I think like most of us, I'm a big fan of the Daniel Craig Bond films. I'm a big fan of Bond films, period. Um, but there's no doubt I am definitely a fan of Daniel Craig as Bond. I've liked all of his movies in general, you know, some are as good as others, but even the ones that aren't as good, I think are pretty good. Uh, so with that, uh, I've been pretty excited about no time to die. We've had this movie backed up like what, I think we discussed this last week, like three times. <laughs> um, so it's finally here. Uh, we sat through all two hours and 45 minutes or whatever it is of it. Including like half an hour of trailers. Yep. Yep. That we'd and already all seen. The trailers. Actually, there was a lot. Tra- There's a couple trailers I hadn't seen before. Really? Like, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Mm. I think there's been a lot more trailers online that I haven't bothered watching. So we actually sat through the trailers. I was like, oh, I haven't seen this. I haven't seen that. Anyway. Mm. Um, overall, I really enjoyed No Time to Die. Uh, I will hesitate to use the word I loved it. I don't think I loved No Time to Die, but I really liked it. Um, I really enjoyed the start. Uh, I would say even the first half, like... The opening, the basically the, almost the whole first half, I was all in. Like, basically the whole the whole section with him and what is it, Madeline, mm-hmm. and uh, whatever wherever they were, <laughs> um, mm. you know. Norway. Sure. Uh, I was like, man, this is getting off to an incredibly good start. I was really digging it. It was like the perfect like mixture of kind of the bond we've gotten to know in this Daniel Craig era, but also like still bringing in some stuff that I kind of miss, like mainly the car and some of the stuff that the car can do. And just the action in that whole scene was really good. And yeah, Italy, I was going to say, I didn't think it was Norway, but I was was later in the film. uh, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But really the whole first half of the movie, I was really digging it. And I'm not saying the second half wasn't good, but I didn't enjoy it as much. And this movie also does things that I I still don't really know how I feel about it for a Bond movie in that second half. But uh, overall, I really like this movie. I think it's a solid final film for this, uh, this era of Bond films. But I also am still asking myself if there's aspects to the ending that I'm like, one and again I, I mean i guess we're talking spoilers like if you're gonna kill bond there's that part of me is like do we need to bother trying to kill bond in a bond movie 
like I know that we always move on to another actor playing Bond, but uh, I, I don't know. It, it there's something about it that felt weird. But then even if you're gonna do it, I felt like uh, then I don't know if it was handled quite like I would like. That's that's the best I can do right off the bat. So. I, re- I overall, again, really enjoyed the movie, but I didn't love the movie. That's how I felt about it. How would you have liked him to die? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a good answer to that I think, I, think I, I, think like, I know what you're saying. Like, I'm not saying I want him to die by like gunshots or like something different than rockets being fired at an island that he's stuck on. But maybe it goes back to, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I do feel like I've seen every Bond film, but there's a lot. I may have even in the history of all Bond movies, maybe I missed one and I don't even realize it. I mean, have we ever, have we ever killed Bond before? I mean, he's faked no. his death a few times. I didn't think so. So no, not, he's, he's faked it. Well, that doesn't count. But that doesn't, but he hasn't <laughs> actually been killed off. Yeah. I didn't think he had been killed off no. before. So... You know, not to say that the Bond franchise needs to stick with the same tried and true formula. I I don't necessarily feel that way. But, you know, I think we've gotten used to the Bond franchise kind of reinvents itself occasionally and casts a new Bond and and it goes in a different direction for a little while. But then, like, this is different. Like, we've killed him now. But we also all know that he's not. Like, we're never going to see James Bond in a movie again, obviously. Like, I mean, if you stayed through the entire credits, in fact, you see right there at the very end, James Bond will return. Yep. <laughs> um, so, you know, this is a, a different take where it's like, now, I guess, when they make another Bond film and we have James Bond in a movie again, like, you're going to almost treat it like, okay, this is a full-on reboot, which I guess you could argue that Daniel Craig, like, Casino Royale was a full-on reboot in a way. It mm-hmm. did backtrack. Yeah. It started. To, yeah. you know, the movie starts yeah. when he's not even a double O yet. Yeah, um, exactly. But I mean, I admit that I'm like thinking about this out loud. But there was something about the ending of the film that I don't know. I just didn't love. Like, it's 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 a very different um, take on concluding an actor in the role. That's for certain. Right. And at the same time, though, I'm I'm not like. I'm not like not okay with it, but I'm not, like not gr- loving it. But at the same time, like I think it actually, I think it does kind of work in a way because I think it just really concludes the Daniel Craig run of it in a very finalized way. And because I feel that with Casino Royale was being such a reboot to me, in my opinion, that this is kind of like, okay, that's the end of this run. And now we can start another James Bond run in however we want to go. Because this James is definitely a much darker James than we've we've seen. I mean, he's always been a little dark and a little brooding. But he's definitely dark and brooding in the Daniel Craig run. So he can be kind of reincarnated again in another way. And they can tweak his personality and tweak the way they do things. And I'm okay with it. I'm not saying I love the ending the way they did it. But I'm okay with it. I think it. I think they did pretty well for the situation they were given. I'll jump in real quick since we're already. I'm already talking now. Um, I'm kind of with David. Like I wouldn't say that I loved this one, but I really enjoyed the hell out of it. At the same time, though, like it's of the five Daniel Craig's, I would say it's in the top three. Might be it might be the third place one to me. I'd agree with that. I think my. Issues I have, I am not certain I love our villain very much in this. I feel like the motives were a, a little lacking. And that sounds really stupid because his motives are basically like, oh, his entire family was massacred and he's getting revenge. Great motive. But it just gets a little too, I don't know, like it. It, it just seems too complex in a way the way he goes about his revenge. Like, it's it's just, I don't know. And obviously, I think Bond villains are supposed to be intelligent and smart, and they are complex. But this just, it seems very convoluted. There's the word I'm looking for. And so I think it kind of lost its luster on me, the whole, the way the villain was kind of going out about the situation to me. 
That being said, at the same time, though, I did like Rami Malek as the villain. Like, I liked him. I don't know. It was just... It was a very mixed one on, on that. Sorry. But I'm with you. Like, everything that happened in Italy, that entire sequence at the beginning was amazing. Even the sequence of her as a child was amazing at the beginning. I thought that was really well done. And then it goes... It basically just picks up right from where... Um, Quantum of Solid? No. I'm thinking of something else. The last one. Oh, uh, Spectre. <laughs> Spectre left off at. Hmm. Um, I liked all the scenes that happened in Norway. I thought those were really amazing. I don't know. I think I think everything. I mean, and even honestly, everything that happens in Jamaica, like the whole. I, I, I like a lot of that stuff, and I think for me, like yeah, it's a longer runtime, but it kind of harkens back to some of the older bonds that are a little bit longer, and I think they take their time with the story and they really dive into. The story, a little bit of character development. I think you kind of get that in this one. Like, you're really seeing Bond kind of go through his paces and kind of deal with, you know, retirement. And it was enjoyable. Like, it was just nice. Like, you felt, like, really settled into the film, I, I think. And I really liked that. I think that was the nicest thing. The other thing I kind of bumped on, I was not the biggest fan of the scene that they had with um, Blofeld. I don't really know what exactly about the scene I didn't like, but I just didn't, it just didn't quite, didn't work for me all the way, I guess. <laughs> it sounds really hmm. stupid, but yeah, it just didn't really, I don't know. It was just kind of one of the weird scenes that I bumped on, but the rest of it, though, I think was just really solid. I think the story was actually really good, I think. I think they did a good job. I think they rounded it out as best they could, given the situation, and... Yeah, the actions, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, that's where I'm at. I I really enjoyed it quite a lot. Wouldn't say I loved it, but I it's, it's definitely up there of the five that he's done. I sure. think another way you could put also like my my uncertainty as to the way like the ending and maybe the whole movie is handled is that it does feel like a movie where they are going out of their way. You can f- I feel like you can feel it throughout the story, like. We are making a movie that is, you know, does Daniel Craig justice for a final Daniel Craig film. Like, it needs to be bigger. Like, it needs to be not and not even bigger, like, with big action. Like, like let's blow Mission Impossible out of the park and do some crazy <laughs> stuff. It's not like that. Right. It's almost like it's bigger emotionally. Like It let's, is. Let's make a, a Bond movie that, because this is his last film, it needs to feel like a, a final Daniel Craig film. When in the history of Bond, we've always had these final films, but they were just basically another Bond film. And then next thing we knew, we got a new Bond film with a new right. guy. <laughs> um, and then I guess maybe just because I'm so used to that, that this felt odd. Like, right you know yeah, like and trans- maybe that's all it is maybe it's just that i'm so used to the the norm for bond that this kind of a change was like i don't know how i think about this about this like, yeah the, the other bond films there's no transition from one actor to another it just is what it is right just, phew, new actor and then Done. the other minor thing like the there was a couple moments one in particular i can think of and maybe there's others i'm forgetting like of humor that i felt like was odd for a bond movie uh, the one that pops into my head is the scene with um, Bond and the uh, is it Anna de Armas? Oh yeah, Anna yeah. de Armas. Um, and they are like doing they're going through their whole fight scene and they end up back at the bar and they like pour themselves a drink really quick and there was something about that moment that was like it was a humorous a purposely humorous moment that I was like I don't know this feels also not very like a Bond movie to me. This feels different. Yeah, that feels kind of weird. Um, and then that's a nitpicky kind of thing. But And I feel like there was something else I don't remember, but that just popped in my head. So, Bobby, you haven't had a chance to share your thoughts. I'm curious. <laughs> what did you think of this one? <laughs> Bobby's sitting quiet. You just saw it last night, right? Oh, it's fresh. Yeah, I did just see it last night. Yeah. It, I, to me, what it reminds me of, just to kind of continue what you guys were saying, it reminds me of... Um, Doctor Who in that anytime you know you always know when the doctor's run is about to end. It's a big thing. They they you know when that last episode is right. before they transition into a new doctor and they always make it a big deal. So that's kind of how this felt for me in that way. Like you knew that this was his last run, so they were making it a big deal. And I think for myself 
I, I do think I, I low key loved it um, only because I think about my my personal history with James Bond. And I don't know that I'm all that connected to the, the series. Um, I remember as a kid watching some of James Bond movies, but not like all the way through and really only watching it for villains, especially like Jaws. I think he was <laughs> just visually uh, odd looking to where it, it, he was like fun to watch. So I remember that um, villain more so than any others. And I think for me, with the Daniel Craig movies, I, while I've liked him as Bond, I also feel like I had not have not really. Um, I wouldn't say I didn't love any of the movies, but I definitely enjoyed them. But I don't think any of them. Are you taking specific? I don't really think. Are you talking mm-hmm. specifically the Daniel Craig ones or the, the Daniel Craig ones? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that I remember too much of them. I I feel like I've seen each of those movies. I've seen maybe the first one of his maybe twice, and the rest just once. And so a lot of it is like I don't I I don't recall certain things from certain movies, but. This one, I think, to speak to what you were saying, what you both were saying, in that the stakes in this one were high. Um, there's a, an emotional impact that's happening in this one. I don't feel like I'll forget this one. Like, I, it's in, etched in my memory because of all the different things that happen to some characters you know, like Felix and, you know, just yeah. some of the other things that are happening this in this one and then you have the introduction of Lashana Lynch as 007 and I think this one just felt like it resonated with me more on an emotional level than any of the other ones uh, Daniel Craig and other actors included in all the other Bond movies and so I, I feel like that one that's maybe why I do love it is because it had legitimate stakes and and people and characters died and it just felt like it was um uh it it had me more invested in it in, in in an emotional sense than some of the other ones have ever done and i think even with the the runtime as long as it was it never i'd say maybe there's like two or three minutes in it sort of dragged but other than that it really felt um like it didn't feel like it was as long as it is and i i think that's a testament to what they're doing that you're like that engaged or i was that engaged in it that i wasn't really feeling the runtime and oddly enough i i agree with you michelle and and slightly disagree at the same time about Rami Malek like I think he did a great job in the role but I also liked the character oddly enough I've never seen a character so mild-mannered in in like in terms of he rarely ever raises his voice or gets super angry and but yet he's menacing in in that way that he he doesn't seem to um get super angry and what he reminds me of in a in a way is uh Heath Ledger's Joker in that this guy had all this time to sort of plan against the hero. And so that's why everything seems to work so well is because he's had all this stuff set up and and knows basically what's going to happen to be able to move these dominoes and of course James Bond is just going to fall right into him because he doesn't know that all these things have been set up for him in a way. And so having that play off of him interacting and interceding uh, Blofeld's plans, I think made it sort of an interesting um, game where they both didn't know what was going on, but yet there's this larger picture there that was connected to everything. And I I, I think um, all of that put together just really had me kind of like, man, I, I think this one is my favorite of the ones i don't even know that i would say it's the best one in terms of how it was made and 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 how um 
cohesive it is and all that. But in terms of just how I enjoyed it and how it felt for me, I think it's my favorite. And so, um, I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm really excited, uh, to see where they go next, just because of the finality or finality of this one. And I, I can see why a lot of people are, um, kind of, uneasy about it because you know a lot of times in fact i think i heard someone say as we were walking out of the theater that they didn't they they weren't sure about that ending or how it ended or whatever maybe about him dying i guess and you know i think a lot of times american audiences aren't used to um the non-happy endings kind of thing and even me i had a a, a twinge of that just because i think i would have been maybe more 100% okay with him dying uh, if he didn't have a, a kid that he doesn't get to see and, and raise and stuff like that. So I think that's probably the emotional part for me is just that, you know, as a parent, you you would want to have that experience and he'll never get that. And, and that kind of sucks in terms of the, the, um, the ending of him having to die. But at the same time, it makes it that much more impactful. And I think that's another reason why I I won't forget it anytime soon. So yeah, I I really did enjoy it. And, um, um, I'm, I'm a little, a little sad in, in terms of knowing that we won't get any more from this, uh, story series for Daniel Craig, but, Anxious to see what they'll do next and see how the character will evolve or change in, in some way. Because even last week we were talking about, did I asked the question, do you think they'll kill him off? And, and, and you know, both you guys were kind of on the mindset that they wouldn't. And I didn't know. I was just posing the question. And sure enough, here we are. He, he's no longer around. <laughs> right. And so it's like, so where, so where do we go from here? And, and like you said, David, it, it absolutely in this sense will be a reboot as in the way that uh, even though the Daniel Craig started off this series as a reboot, there still felt like it was a connective tissue, tissue between all the others in this one in the sense that the last one wasn't killed off. So it was like, in, in essence, Bond was still Bond. Yeah. But now yeah. it's like, now it's all kind of basically from scratch. So, yeah, it's interesting to see how they will now uh, move forward with this as a franchise. And they have to be very thoughtful about it just because of all the ways that the world has changed. And as much as Daniel Craig introduced a new Bond, I could see where even from where he started to where we are now as a society, how it, things would shift and maybe make a bond uh, uh, that would incorporate the times of now. So, yeah, it, it's uh, going to be an interesting time to see when and how we'll get our next bond. Yeah, I, it's definitely different to kind of conclude it this way, but I'm actually, uh, again, I, I think I'm pretty okay with it. I kind of like this idea. I feel like it, it actually does make the transition to a new actor a, a little bit easier, I think, in a way. Because it just is like, yep, that one's done, and now we'll we'll start a fresh one. No, I, I think when it comes to this film, there's even, it's like just thinking more back on it, because we saw it on Thursday, so I've had a couple of days to think about it. Mm. But um, I think for me, like, there's things that I really did enjoy. Like Daniel Craig's bond has always been, he always played his feelings and he always kept them pretty to himself. And I feel like he kind of relaxed a little bit in this film, especially when he was around Madeline. Um, You know, he definitely showed a softer side and he, he he actually showed a softer side of his personality um, in this one, which was really interesting to see his being vulnerable like that. And I kind of liked it. And I know Bond's not usually that way, but I, I enjoyed it this time. It was a very, you know, vulnerable Bond in a way. And he had moments throughout the whole series where he was vulnerable. And it was really nice to kind of see that. Um, and I like the idea that he's a dad. And he he kind of he kind of knew. <laughs> and I like that that mm-hmm. kind of happened. Even just that a little bit of time that he had with her, I think, was really nice for him. And then... There's like little things like I'm a big 
I grew up watching James Bond films. I've watched all of them multiple times. Like I've I've seen them from beginning to end. I've you know I have my favorites. Um, and yeah, I would say like as a whole, I think the comedy in most of the Daniel Craig ones haven't been very in your face. And I think other than obviously just that the end the one fight scene with the cocktail that was kind of a little weird. But it's like the Daniel Craig ones don't put too many like corny jokes in, which is really kind of nice. But I feel like there was there was one really good one that kind of slipped in, and it was almost like an like an homage to the older Bonds because like you know the villains would have like funny little nicknames like Jaws. You know he had his nickname because of his mouth of steel, and there was a bad guy mm-hmm. in this one that only has one eye, and he kind of nicknamed him Cyclops, like as a yeah. joke. And at the end, of course, you know <laughs> he's like, oh, you know he's talking to Q. He's like, yeah, I showed him your watch. And he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, it really blew his mind. And I was just like, it's really corny, but it's so good because yeah. it's kind of an homage to the older James Bond jokes. And it just, it's, it's corny, but I loved it. Like I giggled. I was like, that's pretty good. <laughs> like it's just, it's kind of like old, old James. And I kind of <laughs> liked it. My audience but. audibly gasped at it. Not gasped, but like groaned. Oh, like, they didn't like oh. it? I liked it because for me, it's kind of an old school, like... <laughs> thing that would happen you know especially like in the roger moore era um and then i feel like they kind of forced it in the um pierce brosnan era a little too much it wasn't very Mm. natural and i feel like for basically that to be the only like kind of corny joke that james does in this whole movie i'm like perfect you only need one you only need one silly little joke to kind of pay homage to the older James, you know Bonds. That's totally fine for me. So I, I thought it was kind of funny. I thought, it, you know, it worked for me. It worked for me. I thought it was good. Yeah, I loved. That's good. One moment going back though to like one where I kind of eye rolled. Uh, I mean, this isn't a funny moment, but it's a moment I just didn't like. It was like you know they're in the midst of like a lot of drama and turmoil, and what they're on the plane talking to M. And, Mm. you know, she, you know, in this moment, this is the right time for her to go, hey, I want him to be reinstated as 007. And it was just so like, really? That (laughs) did seem mm, kind of a forced thing. Like, are we really like, this is when you would say that? Like, no, this is not when you would say that. This is that made me go. That made me groan internally, at least. I didn't like it. Yeah, that felt very forced. I'll admit, though, like, because I grew up watching James Bond and loving James Bond, I was emotionally distraught watching yeah, James you, Bond die. You I seemed upset not, for a while. I was Almost. upset. I was crying in the movie theater. I think <laughs> I think I was actually crying to the point that I had my little, like, chin, chin like, like twitch like that's how bad mm. i think i was actually crying i was really upset <laughs> i was really I upset <laughs> now, well i was wearing a mask but yeah like my like chin trembled because i was actually crying that hard because i love james bond and to see him to actually see him die was like mm. it was a little traumatizing <laughs> like, i felt like kind of traumatized i was like oh my gosh so yeah it was kind of weird for me and I was, yeah, I was not, it didn't sit well with me for the night. Mostly, not the way that it happened, just it was the fact that, like, they, they killed James Bond. Like, that happened. Like, I guess that's something, maybe that ties into something else that maybe doesn't quite work for me, where I did not have that kind of reaction, I would say, at all. Like. Really? No. And, and I mean, I knew it was coming. And maybe yeah. that's because I, it, the stakes are just not, it's not there. Like. I guess what I mean is this isn't a franchise where we've always had Bond and now we've killed him. And what does that mean for the franchise? Never, yeah. But we know that's not the case. <laughs> like, like I know that basically we're going to move on with a different Bond and it's just going to start again. And if that weren't the case, maybe if, if, if Daniel Craig had been playing Bond for even longer and really he was the only Bond or something and then we killed him or if not or if we had all the multiple Bonds like we do right now and then the killing him really truly meant like wow James Bond is done we're moving on to a female Bond and it's going to be you know this is her name and or not Bond but it's, we're going to move to a female agent and this is her name and she's going to be the new 007 
then, you know, not that I'm against that idea, but then maybe I would have had a more emotional like reaction to him actually dying. But I didn't like, because it just, am I, I don't know. Am I making sense? Like you, you're totally making sense. And I will say like, yeah, I mean, obviously I know there's going to be more bonds and stuff, but there was, for me, it was just, it was a character death. It was very, a character that I've been heavily vested in, even though I know there's going to be more films and it's going to happen more. I think I just, it, it just, it really struck me, even though I mean, I knew it was coming. Like as the movies were going on, I'm like, yep, he's told they're totally going to kill him. Like it, Somewhere around two thirds of the film, in you can go, yeah, James ain't gonna make it. <laughs> like, or maybe if there was like happen, some yeah. some still mystery as to whether or not he would return, right? Like maybe if there was like there wasn't like the definitive answer, which we already knew right. before this movie opened, that Daniel Craig is not coming back. Right. It's not happening. Uh, it, maybe if yeah. that weren't the case, it might have been a little more like, oh man, he killed him. <laughs> like I don't know. I just I didn't. Was, I did not have an emotional reaction to it, almost whatsoever. Other than like what you said, Bobby, with the kind of the parental side of it, like you know, he's got a daughter yeah. now, which yeah, that's a bummer. <laughs> he's he's got a daughter, and he's never gonna yeah. you know have like a life with her whatsoever. Right, and like I I definitely understand that. I think in a way it works out well though because the the daughter and, and Madeline are always going to be a liability. Mm-hmm. Always. I mean, that's why, that's why spies don't have families. That's why superheroes don't usually have families. Usually I'm saying because they're a huge liability. Like, and so in a way it's kind of like, okay, well it's concluded. Like, like nobody can get to James via them. James is gone. You know what I mean? Well, not just that it does, but not just that, but, he can't even touch him. He can't. So it's not. What's I the mean, point that would have been tragedy in it itself. Had right. He lived, that was heartbreaking. That he can never actually be with them. That was. And so, yeah, that was tough either way. And I think, um, yeah, David, I think my emotional aspect of him dying came from the fact that he'll never get to be with this family of his. He can't re-retire and then get to right off into the sunset right. with them. Um, and And I think. I think any additional um, sadness came from a loss. It, it w- Like you said, yes, there will be more bonds and we know that it'll go on. But I think the uniqueness of this was still the fact that this was a storyline that carried through all these different movies, starting with his first. And so it wasn't like it was just Bond dying. It was like the end of a world, a, a universe <laughs> that was self-contained yeah. in this Bond series because we won't get to see Lashana Lynch's 007. We won't get to see Anna DeArmas come back in a different movie or, you know, all these characters are now gone. And so now it's like we'll get, yeah, some a new Money Penny, a new Q, and, you know, we'll get those main staple characters but we won't probably get any of these side characters anymore and they won't be the same anyway because even if you had another felix or whatever it's you know it's not going to be the same in that respect so yeah to me i think that's it was it wasn't specifically just bond dying but it was like everything else around it as well and so i think that's kind of like where it hit me a little bit is like man this is the end of an era as they say and now it's like something completely new and different yeah can i and i feel bad because i can't think of that actor's name right now but the gentleman who played felix i thought he was a really good felix jeffrey wright jeffrey wright yes i thought he was such a good felix i was Mm -hmm. really bummed when he was like he got shot i was like Oh man, Felix ain't gonna make it. <laughs> I was like, damn, Felix ain't gonna make yeah. it. And then of course, yeah. as, the, as the ship gets blown up, I was like, yeah, Felix definitely ain't gonna make it now. <laughs> I was like, I was like, if there was yeah. any glimmer of Felix making it, it's gone now. <laughs> I was like, yeah. dang, I like, I liked his Felix. Like usually, Felix is kind of an annoying character in most of the Bond movies. Well, I, maybe not the Sean Connery ones. I don't think he's as obnoxious. Well, a little bit in Doctor No, but then he kind of loosens up. But then, hmm. like in the Pierce Brosnan ones, I just thought he was so annoying. <laughs> like, I was like, he's such an annoying Felix. I liked this Felix. I thought he was good. So it was kind of a bummer. I was like, oh, yeah. he killed off Felix. 
I could probably watch the Pierce, Pierce Brosnan Bond films. It'd be like almost watching it for the first time. It's like, been a while since I've watched some of them. It's the one era of Bond that I actually just didn't even have an interest in. Like, I don't know if it was just where I was as a person at the time that I just mm. didn't watch Bond movies then. Because I, lo- I grew up watching Bond movies like you did, Michelle. Like, I, I, yeah. I am a uh, unapologetic Roger Moore Bond fan. Like, I mm. like that era. Um, by the way, Michelle looks like that was my bond. <laughs> oh, it does look my like my camera is yeah. oh, a very sassy yeah. face. Yeah, that's good. I'm gonna <laughs> keep that up there. <laughs> like she, like she was. It looks like she was judging you for your. Uh, I know. I know. Which, At first, I was like, man, is she really giving you? Me really that? don't remember the Pierce Brosnan <laughs> bond? Oh, really? oh David. <laughs> <laughs> The worst frame freeze. That's not the worst. Oh frame no, freeze. that's actually perfect. That's not the worst frame freeze. It's not a great one, but it's definitely not the worst. That's good. I like it. Um, <laughs> of course, it froze right there. So I'm all completely thrown off. Oh man, I'm good. like, well, yeah. Anyway, like Pierce I, Brosnan. Pierce yeah. Brosnan. I I'd have to watch them again. Like yeah. I think I just I don't remember them. Um, hmm. I don't know where I was going with that because I'm so thrown off by your camera freezing on this. Well, can I change it up a little bit then? (laughs) Please, go ahead. Okay, so I'm going to go back to our main villain here. And it's kind of what Bobby was saying. Like, I I really liked um, Remy Malek as this villain. And I like the villain and I like the portrayal of it. I think... It for me the thing I didn't like about it was just how convoluted his revenge was, and I just feel like it was I think for just a kind of more of a basic audience I feel like it's kind of like a wait what kind of a move, and then what was really interesting was that in I feel like in a lot of bonds the villain you kind of like understand like how the villain has grown his empire and how he got his money and how it all kind of works out and this one I just felt like. I didn't understand where he had any of that come from. Like he wasn't like smuggling something or he wasn't like doing, I don't know. It was just kind of, it was just bizarre. You didn't really get to see like how he suddenly had an empire because like basically his family kind of, Mm -hmm. kind of had their thing. Mm -hmm. They all were massacred and killed. And then he was an orphan. And then now he's built this big, you know, conglomerate for his own that has surpassed even Spectre. And I was just kind of like, well, wait, what? Like, not that I need like a full backstory on this character, but I feel like that usually gets touched on a little bit with other villains in Bond films. Or am I crazy? I think David, you'd have to speak to that. I no, I mean, I don't think you're crazy. I don't know, like. But yeah, I just feel like it, and I just I feel like the whole premise was just really convoluted. I, just I don't know. I guess very... for a Bond villain, I didn't find it any more convoluted than most. Like Bond yeah. villains are supposed to be a little eccentric. Yeah, eccentric is a good way to put it. Like I'm getting some. I think I think I'm getting crap in the comments for Pierce Brosnan either because I haven't watched them or I'm not sure. Oh no, we have comments. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know if that's a like. Oh, you're, d- you're dipping into my camera. I'm like, what's happening? Well, I'm trying to read the comments. <laughs> she's all crossing over. Yeah, like she's like crossover. Moves into you frame. stay in your frame. <laughs> in your frozen frame. Your frozen frame. frozen sassy frame. Excellent. This is a spectacular viewing for our YouTube and Twitch viewers. Oh. And Facebook. Okay, I see the comment. Well, no, it, no, I, I, I will say like Stephanie. It starts with no, 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 and then Pierce Brosnan. No, really, no, <laughs> really, David. Well, I mean, I'm with you, David. Like oh. when it comes to the Pierce Brosnan films, I will say other than maybe like the first one, I don't think I repetitively watched all of the other ones as much in comparison to all the other James no, Bond yeah. films. Like, and I've even seen On Her Majesty's Secret Service, and I've seen that one multiple times. Yeah, that's actually one I can't remember if I've seen or not. But, right. But anyway, to answer Stephanie, like, and it's, I know Stephanie, like, I don't, I'll be honest, I can't remember if she's a f- fan fan of Pierce Brosnan's Bond or like an anti Pierce Brosnan. I don't know where you're, I, I feel bad. I don't, I'm not sure how to react to that. <laughs> well, I guess, so I'll pose this question to the two of you then. I feel so free now that I'm not like, on oh, yeah, you can do whatever you want over there. <laughs> I can do whatever I want over right? there. Right. 
I don't think it's gonna get unfrozen. Um, I mean, so I, I think it's my camera. Oh but, yeah, I think your camera's done. Yeah. So um, for you guys, like your bonds, like what are your who are your favorite bonds, and who's probably like on the lower end of the spectrum for you as far as bonds go? We'll start with Bobby. Roger Moore, same as David. Um, as your favorite or your honestly, least favorite? Y- yes, as my favorite. Sorry, yeah, it's my favorite. Okay. Um, uh, least favorite? I don't know that I can say that with any real level of um, sincerity because I don't know how many of the Sean Connery's Sean Connery ones I've actually even seen. Um and then I'm the same camp as David with having not seen any of the Pierce Brosnan ones. And I think the reason why it's odd that I didn't see any of the Pierce Brosnan ones. I'm too, really surprised you never actually, saw Goldeneye. Like that's the one everybody knows. Yeah. And and it's it's funny because I remember when he got cast because I thought it was perfect casting because I remember Watching it, I was like, "Oh, perfect transition into Bond." So, it's odd that I never saw any of those movies, and I, I really can't give you a, a reason why I never saw them. And I, I almost would like to go back and watch just those, just to uh, fill in at least that gap, and then work my way. Yeah, maybe one day. I feel like we all should rewatch I'll, the. I'll the, go the through ones. all the Bond movies from start to finish. I had a friend who did that recently. He. He couldn't find them on all the streaming services, so he was able to kind of go to um, our local library mm-hmm. and and find some of them as well. But I might do that at some point and try and go through all the different you Bond totally movies, do that, Bobby. just because, uh, yeah, just to fill in that gap. But one hundred, I would say I can't specifically answer the uh, least favorite because I don't have enough of a frame of reference. But okay. I definitely know Roger Moore was the one that was during that time frame of me growing up and really watching uh, that that era of Bond, yeah. Uh, I, first, I'll say, yeah, now camera, your Michelle, your camera is, is done. Um, That's fine. Yeah, I, I did an effort to fix your camera, now it's just gone. So, anyway, <laughs> you, Michelle, you're here in voice. It's totally fine. I'm, that, um, this is more what I'm used to, so it's fine. Uh, She's just going to squeeze into your shot. <laughs> So, yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> no, it's fine. There's room. No, I'm just um, So who's my favorite Bonds to least favorite? Uh, well, you, have to, you have to rank them, but give me like who your favorite is and who your least is and maybe like your second or I don't know. Yeah. If you want to rank them, rank them. I'm just kind of curious. I, I mean, yeah, without having thought about this ahead of time, I mean, off the top of my head, if I had to rank them, uh, I'd probably go Daniel Craig one. Um, I really do enjoy the Daniel Craig run. Like as much as it maybe seems like I'm the negative Nancy on this movie of the three of us, uh, like I really enjoyed this franchise. I really liked his take on Bond a lot. Um, so but he yeah, is, he has he has usurped I Roger mean, Moore. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I I don't know. I think for me, Roger Moore, I just grew up in and. The era. An era of Roger Moore, and that's what I took right. to. And then I remember when I got old enough and realized everyone seemed to think he sucked. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, why? Mm. And it's just because he had to follow up, you know, uh, Sean Connery. And yeah, and Sean Connery's great. Like, yeah. uh, Pierce Brosnan would easily be last, in my opinion. And I don't guess I even count the one-off, whatever his name was. Like, the actor. George Lazenby? Yeah. George like, Lazenberry. To me... It's just like a, a side film. Well, <laughs> like, you know, so I don't even think about him really? as one of the. I just, I, I don't know. You got to make more than one for me to to count. I'm, I, <laughs> does that make sense? No, no, no. It, it does make sense. I think what's rough about poor George is that he wasn't given the opportunity to do any additionals. So it's hard to, I think, compare him to any of them. And then his was also just a completely different production company. Like, everything was just very... They were trying to be very, like, everything's UK about this. And they were trying to... They were trying to make a whole statement for that film, unfortunately. Um, which is funny, because it's actually... I actually really enjoy that film a lot. And I actually do like George Lazenberry. So I think, for me, you know, if you'd asked me this question before Daniel Craig, it was easily, like, Sean Connery's my number one. Roger Moore's my number two. Um... But I will say, like, now, I think I'm still, 
Sean Connery is still always going to be James Bond to me. Just period. That is James Bond in my head. 100% forever and always. Till death does do does he part. Even afterwards. Um, and then I think Daniel Craig is right behind him. Like he's definitely surpassed Roger Moore in my opinion. And I think for me my least favorite and I, I'm saying this mostly because I think I really need to rewatch the other Pierce Brosnan's because the one that I rewatched over and over and over was Goldeneye. Not surprising. But the rest of them I probably only saw like maybe twice each, if I had to guess. Mm-hmm. So I really and that and that was back in like what the '90s, or early 2000s. Like I really have to go back and watch those films right. to really kind of rank him. But I have to say, unfortunately, like poor Timothy Dalton, I. I don't like either of those Bond films. I don't like the films. I don't oh, yeah. like him as James Bond. And that is nothing against Timothy Dalton. I just... That is not James Bond for me. And those films, I thought, hmm. were just so silly. Oh, my gosh. I just thought they were so ridiculously silly. Like, as a child, and then I, I saw them again as an adult, and I was just like, yeah, these... I, they didn't, I didn't like it when I was a kid, and those came out at, like, the height of when I was a kid, and I should have been enjoying them. And I was like, yeah, these are stupid. Because <laughs> I watched... I used to watch Roger Moore and Sean Connery all the time. And then I'm watching his. I remember... I think I even went to the theater for the second one, and I was like, yeah, this one's stupid. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah. So I get that. Poor Timothy is on the low end of the, of the, the, the list for me. Um, and George Lazenberry is actually, I think he's actually a pretty good bond. Um, so he's somewhere in the middle. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I uh, yeah, have to random. watch that again for sure. Or first time. We really need to watch hmm. that one because it's actually a, from, and I haven't watched it in a long time, but the last time I watched it, I was probably in my mid twenties mm-hmm. and I was thinking, this is a solid bond film, like for story and everything and action. I was like, this sucker is solid. Hmm. I know we've really gone off of the whole, you know, review of uh, No Time to Die here. I'm sorry. And then the one, uh, there was the one Bond film that wasn't really made by the same production company, though, too, right? right? And that's the one with like, Sean Connery in it, right. too, yeah. Yeah, Never Say Never Again, I think. Yeah, that one, it's not really that good, though. <laughs> yeah, I, that I've seen. Hmm. Yeah, it's not um, that good. <laughs> it's like he came back to do it, and he's playing Bond, but it's not by, I mean, what's the production company called? That does, it's not obviously not the Sony. The one in London. It's, yeah, it's... I forget. I forget. Um, I mean, yeah. now, as for the Daniel Craig Bond films, you know, you alluded to, Michelle, this being like your, probably your third favorite. That's um, my second favorite. Daniel Craig is number two for me no, now. No, no, no. Of the Bond. The, oh, the, the films. Of the his. Films, of okay. his films. Yes. This film being the third for you. Yeah. Um. So your order would be? Uh, Casino Royale. I just, that, that bad boy. That set the tone, and it was just done so ridiculously well. And I remember watching that Bond film in the theater and just going, "This is this is this is amazing. This is like this is the this is one of the best Bond films I've ever seen." Like, and and the sad thing is, it's funny. I think it actually is one of the best Bond films I've ever seen. Like, it's ridiculously good. And for Daniel Craig, it's definitely my number one. Um, my number two, I think, uh, I don't know. I don't, it's not Quantum of Solace, which I actually enjoy Quantum of Solace and some people kind of poop on it. And I actually really like that one, but the one after, and now my brain can't think of it to save my life. The one that is his lineage, his heritage. But say that again? The one that's about his family. Oh, Skyfall. Skyfall. I actually really love Skyfall, so that'd probably be my second one. And you say, I mean, say that, and one. Skyfall is highly regarded. Like, no, I think Quantum of Solace is not highly regarded. No, it's totally I, not. I actually do enjoy Quantum of Solace. Same I here. like all five of them. So, no, I actually think I'd probably have to go. Skyfall would be number two, and then I would have to say that this is number three. Yeah, I'd be the same actually. And yeah, I I yeah. like Quantum of Solace. I feel like the more than most people. It, I agree. I'd probably still put it at four, but I agree. I really still like it. I mean, Inspector, yeah, Inspector's not perfect. I think Spectre <laughs> started out well, and then somewhere um, it went off the rails. And I, but I also haven't watched Spectre much. much. Like I started to throw it on yeah. the other day before we went to go see No Time to Die. I didn't get to watch much of it, and I was realizing, wow, well, I really need to watch Spectre again. Like, I think because I didn't enjoy it as much, I just. It's not one I've gone back to yet. I would agree with that. 
And then also, like, when this movie finally drops and I'm hearing, like, how long ago Spectre came out, I'm like, man, it's been that long. I know the pandemic still has, like, thrown me off in terms of timeline mm. and and just what relating to what in terms of when it was released. But I'm like, man, it's been that long since Spectre was released. Is it four years ago? Is it five? I thought it was, like, 2016, I thought oh I heard. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Good gracious. I didn't I guess I didn't think really think about that either, but 2015. that's fifteen. No. I swear. You're lying to me. I'm not. But December thirty first, twenty fifteen? I mean it, it was probably it makes usually sense. toward the end of the year. I know. I'm making a joke. I'm sorry. But still, like that's Wow. That's all the time. Twenty fifteen was spec she my knees. Yeah. So out of curiosity, Bobby, sense. I know you said you haven't watched these ones too much but did so you understood yeah. like the grave that he went to right yeah but barely that's, no that's I, no that's not true that's not true i did remember that because okay. i i remembered that being an effective thing that bond had a, a no, companion his, that he actually head, cared yeah. about and yeah. then yeah uh-huh. that she was killed but then i couldn't remember the specifics of Maybe I'm not remembering this correctly, but didn't she, wasn't she really not dead? But then did end up dying like, for real, or no? Oh no, she, she only died once. She legitimately died. Died in that film. Okay, okay. I, I don't say so I, I was confusing it with some other movie. I was like, I could I don't know what it was, but I was like I I remembered her character and I remember her dying. But then I was thinking, but did she get brought back and then? killed off again permanently but mm. it was probably something there else was a, there was and, a flashback there was a lot of flashbacks i think in uh quantum of solace not many flashbacks i think he just was constantly it was constantly on his mind in quantum of solace her death yeah because he was wicked messed up from it <laughs> i was like right. wait am i confusing it with a born movie i i don't know i i didn't know oh i, I know okay i know what you're saying yeah, yeah. but <laughs> um the the one thing I do remember thinking when I was watching this movie, you, you mentioned Goldeneye a little bit ago, Michelle. And as I was watching the movie, I was sitting there thinking, man, why don't they have more Bond video games? Because at some point it, it felt like a game like where, you know, you're you're breaking into a facility and, and there's all these different areas you have to get to and go through and there's people popping out of these areas and it, it kind of reminded me of the golden eye video game in a sense mm-hmm. and i was like how come there's no bond games you would think as a company that is yeah. into the franchise aspect yeah. and wanting to do things that that would be completely in their wheelhouse to make a bond game I especially don't know, considering how popular golden eye still is like yeah that game that game is still that game is still spectacular I have an N64 and it still works. Mm. And I have that game. I mean, you got to blow on it a lot, but it's still. (laughs) (laughs) The funny thing about that game for me, though, is that all I remember is a multiplayer playing multiplayer on it. Like, yeah, it was so fun, too. I don't think I ever played. I can't play the mission. Oh, you didn't? No, it was just really I was in college at the time. We were all like it was like four of us in a townhouse and we just played Goldeneye like against each each other other all the time. That's all we ever did. (laughs) 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 We know, and to, to actually mm. play it single player, like no, I don't even really. No. Oh, see, I played it single player, and it's spectacular to play that way. But then, like, I'd always play with my brothers, and we would just like beat each other up and yeah. hunt each other mm-hmm. down. <laughs> and it was always so fun because it was like, what siblings gonna come out on top this round? There were times my parents would literally like get a cocktail and a bowl of popcorn, and be like, all right, guys, play Goldeneye, and we'd like just go after each other in the game. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. No, I'm I'm with you though, Bobby. I don't. It seems funny and odd that there hasn't been more Bond games. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. That's a good question. I feel like there'd be a good reason more than just eh. There's no interest. <laughs> like, yeah. Is there yeah, like a I weird I license, the licensing case, yeah. issue there where it they can come to some agreement like to make a game? Like, it might come down to something yeah. as basic as that. I doubt that it's for lack of interest. I think it's mostly licensing. Right. Like, could you imagine playing a a Daniel one of the Daniel Craig films, right? 
and playing it and doing it as a multiplayer or playing it almost like like right. Fortnite where you're in just a a battle royale but set in oh god that'd be so fun <laughs> Or they don't even have to be connected to anything. They could just be like how the movies are where they're not necessarily connected. You just make Bond games and have his own missions and stories that that are made up. Yeah, a Bond that doesn't look like any of the actors we know. Just Just a Bond game. Yeah, that's true. guy. Yeah. yeah. That would be cool. I guess it'd be remiss of us to not mention uh, the box office. It didn't quite hit that hundred million. No. No. I forgot to look or but you know what? up. I will say it did pretty okay in other countries. Yeah, it did really well. But I suspected as much because I felt like, you know, with the audiences in the, in the United States, they've never been in big terms. The box office loading when the, a new Bond movie comes out. So I, I really did think, um, I think I said 70 million. And I, I, I want to say, and David, I know you're kind of looking, but I thought maybe it, it, it hit around 56 million, which mm, that's uh, a lot lower than yeah. I what my yeah. real assumption, I guess, was hoping for like around 65. And if I were to really be realistic, I was trying to be way over positive mm. last week. But I would say the reality was I was kind of thinking like 65 is a realistic goal. So for it to only do 50, would you say 50? 55. Yeah. I think I heard 56, but yeah. Yeah, it's looking like 55 for the weekend. I guess I was kind of open for another 10. 10 but I know more. our debate, like, now I'm drawing a blank. Right. What what did Venom make? Venom 90. Made... Yeah, oh, 90. Wow. God, I made 90. Yeah, I know. That many people went out to go see, <laughs> I, I, I believe so. went out to go see Venom 2, but they couldn't right. pull it together for a James Bond movie. Sad. Yeah. Sad. Did it? Yeah, opening ninety. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think because I know that's what we were basing on. Will make more or less than Venom, and yeah, right. I right. guess for some reason I had in my head that Venom made less than that, but mm. yeah, no, it definitely didn't get quite there. Yeah. I mean, to me, it really says that I, I've seen some people um, hypothesizing as to why it made as little money in terms of what they thought because of other things that have come out. Mm-hmm. And some people said, yeah, you know, uh, older audiences didn't go because they're still scared to go to the movies and stuff. And, and mm-hmm. sure, that could absolutely play a part in it as well. But to me, from what I've been able to see in the sample size that we have, um, it feels like if you don't have a superhero in your movie forget about hitting those high numbers um you might be happy and lucky to get out of there with like 60 million at some you know if you're not a non super if you're a non superhero movie that does kind because of yeah that does make it sense it just doesn't seem like most people are most people that are going to the movies or who they're one probably not afraid of um anything in terms of the pandemic they're 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 feeling okay about going to the movies mm. and two those same people are probably big into the blockbusters that are coming out that are they feel like are the must-sees that you can't watch at home because it's not available to watch at home mm. and so if they're going to spend that time and and go an effort to go out to a movie they want it i guess to be at least worth their while and right now, the continuing saga of what's going on in Marvel MCU stuff seems to be the things that will bring people uh, in droves to the movie theater. So I, I think like we'll we'll see what some of these other movies do if they'll do some level of respectable numbers that aren't based on uh, any type of superhero or major. Uh, sequel that we've had to some other movie that's come out within the last few years. And some of them have an uphill battle because like, if you've come out, if you're coming out from Warner brothers, then you have a day and date with uh, HBO max. So uh, mm. I don't know that Dune Dune had to me an uphill battle in the first place, just because it's sort of like Blade Runner in that way that mm. there's a huge vocal minority if that seems kind of like a hut thing but 
they they will come out to the movies, but will general audiences um, in general come out to that movie? Uh, maybe, but then now they're undercut because why go to it when I can watch it at home on yeah. HBO Max? So yeah, that one has an uphill battle for sure. No, you, you bring up a valid point. I think the superhero thing definitely comes into play, but then there's also the streaming aspect that comes into play. Yeah. A lot of things. I also just wonder, is it just been so long? And, and I'm saying this, what I'm about to say. As a Bond fan girl, and knowing that there's definitely huge stretches of time between a Bond film getting released and the next Bond film, and I know this because that's just how it, it's been historically. But mm-hmm. that's it. In our day and age, we're so used to, I think, you know, with superhero films, like, there's constantly a follow-up, a follow-up, a follow-up, a follow-up, like, within a few months or years of that film. Whereas this one, as we just figured out, came out in 2015. That's five years. Five plus years, because it got moved three times. Like, did audience just lose interest because it's been so freaking long and we're so used to films being a little more back-to-back or a lot closer in time length of release? Like... Are we just spoiled now and this is what we're used to? And we're like, wow, I f- just forgot it was even happening because it's just been so long. Mm. And then also just the fact that it got moved three times and it's been so long since it was promoted, you know? I don't know. There's a lot of things I think that factor into it. Yeah, agreed. But, but I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Nope. I enjoyed it too. Uh, yeah, we are, we are out of time. Any last things, guys, before we... Before we go, voice of Michelle and video Bobby. <laughs> That's our new nickname. No, For those who are watching and are confused it. by the, the female voice. The random voice <laughs> oh, yeah. floating yeah. on the stream. We jumped in. Uh, we lost Michelle's camera. So Yeah. Um, um, no, I, yeah. I think final thought is I really enjoyed it. It's a unique way to wrap up a series and... I think Daniel Craig will be missed, but I'm looking forward to the next James or 007, yeah. I should say. Yeah, I, I'm. I my final thoughts. I also really enjoyed it, but it's it's just it's also weird where I feel like I enjoyed it more right after the movie was over, and for some reason that the more it sat with me, the more I found myself critical of it like as mm-hmm. the three days have mm-hmm. gone by mm-hmm. and it's and I'm honestly not saying that because of anything I've read or any other reactions I really haven't read any reactions for this film other than just like random mm-hmm. kind of one-off comments on Twitter maybe but right. um, I haven't like sought out really any reviews like I don't know just the more I've kind of thought about it I've found myself having slightly negative feelings about aspects of the movie so but again overall I still have to say I did enjoy the movie. So. Bobby, any last thoughts? Uh, I mean, I would echo pretty much word for word everything Michelle said. And I think that it will, I think even though this one, like you mentioned, Michelle, that there's usually a gap in between when they get a new bond. I, I feel like this time around, it won't be quite as long. Mm. Um, and honestly, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that uh, the new owners, Amazon, won't let it sit around for that long before they try and um, make use of that IP. I don't think they'll let that go for too long before getting something else out there. So yeah. uh, mm. they did say in an article I saw that the search will begin next year. Yeah, for the I new saw bond. the same. So, I don't so think we could, we'll have too long to wait. We could potentially have another Bond film by the end of 2023. Potentially, but probably 2024. Oh, eh, I don't know about that soon. Yeah, I was thinking more along the lines of by at the latest 2025, but it'd be nice if it was one by 2024. Yeah. That'd still be like yeah. almost five years, though. Because this film has been wrapped forever. It just didn't get released. Yeah, but still from release. I mean, we we still didn't get it released till now. So to me, that's three years away. That's... Yeah. Okay. Um, Well, with that, we are going to wrap things up. Get out of here. It's been fun. Um, As always, we would love to hear back from everyone listening and watching. You can leave your comments down below if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube or Twitch. 
Uh, you can also reach out to us at, at uh, Flickr underscore effect on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, yeah, Flickr, uh, Flickr feedback at flickereffect.com. I, I'm, I'm done. My brain, the, the whole camera thing is throwing me <laughs> off. I, it's weird that you're, oh, you're sitting right there, but I can't see you here. <laughs> I, it's really weird. <laughs> With that. With that. Uh, I'm David Lott. I'm Bobby Jackson. And I'm Michelle Hillard. Thanks for listening and watching.